0: Welcome back to That's What I Call Jones History, where you and I shall go on a journey of discovery and knowledge. Today we are going to talk about unknown black figures in history, part one. I will be reading from several sources that are listed below, so if you want to learn more, definitely check that out. Let's start with William Tucker, son of indentured servants from Great Britain. He was the first recorded African child to be born in the colonies in 1624. Educator and abolitionist Lucy Stanton was the first black woman to graduate from college. She completed a ladies literary program and graduated from Oberlin College in 1850. Her commencement speech was an appeal for anti-slavery. Blacks fought for the Union. By the end of the Civil War, about 179,000 black men served as soldiers in the US Army, making up 10% of the total troops. An additional 19,000 served in the Navy, according to the National Archives. Nearly 40,000 black soldiers died over the course of the war. 30,000 of infection or disease. Black soldiers served in artillery and infantry and performed all non-combat support functions that sustain an army black carpenters chaplains cooks guards laborers nurses scouts spies steamboat pilots surgeons and teamsters also contributed to the war cause there were nearly 80 black commissioned officers black men fighting in the civil war have often been depicted in movies but little has been said about the black women these women who could not formally join the army served as nurses spies and scouts according to the national archives the most famous was of course harriet tubman who scouted for the second south carolina volunteers and who during the entire anti-slavery movement was one hell of a badass i really hate when people feel as if only europeans or white americans fought (laughs) in any of the wars they always leave the black element out of it and yet they use it to defend their own racist views like well i fought i served yeah and so did many of us and died moving on from the civil war Contrary to popular assumptions, Africans were a key part of Christianity in medieval history. I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. You hear that, idiots in the back? That still go. Black people weren't around the medieval times. From thriving African kingdoms such as the Kingdom of Nubia to iconic figures like Saint Maurice historical records of saint maurice which means like a moor" in latin are mainly contained in writing by bishop eugenius uh, of lyon also known as saint mauritius mauritius he was admired for his exceptional character and faith saint maurice is said to have been the commander of a roman legion during ad 300 With a contingent of around 6,600 Christian soldiers. When he was ordered by Emperor Maximian to suppress a Christian uprising, he refused to persecute fellow Christians, a noble act that cost him his life. The outfit donned by Saint Maurice is a testament to his status in medieval society. In both art pieces, He is wearing a suit of armor that denotes knighthood. The gold hues and headpiece also suggest that St. Maurice was a high-ranking official at the time. Allensworth is the first all-black California township founded and financed by African Americans. Created by Lt. Col. Allen Allensworth in 1908, The town was built with the intention of establishing a self-sufficient city where African-Americans could live their lives free of prejudice. Allensworth was born a slave in Louisville, Kentucky in 1842 and became the highest-ranking black officer in the U.S. Army when he retired in 1906. As a boy, Allensworth was punished for learning to read and write, which was unlawful for enslaved people in Kentucky across the South during the civil war he escaped and sought refuge behind the union line where he worked as a civilian nurse in the army hospital corps from 1863 to 1865 he also served in the u.s navy and afterwards became an ordained baptist minister in 1871 he met josephine laville a school teacher organist and pianist they were married in september 20th of 1877. She worked diligently with her husband to promote his educational and religious works. The couple had two daughters, Nellie and Eva. Allensworth discovered that of the four Black Army regiments, the Buffalo Soldiers, there were no Black chaplains. He immediately sought that appointment. On April 1st of 1886, President Grover Cleveland appointed Allensworth, Reverend Allensworth, as chaplain of the 24th Infantry at the rank of captain with the responsibility for the spiritual health and educational well-being of black soldiers in the regiment at the time of his appointment he was the only he was only the second african-american after henry Plummer, named to serve as u.s army chaplain after his retirement allensworth traveled widely throughout the united states lecturing the need for self-help programs which would enable african-americans to become more self-sufficient in 1904 the family decided to settle in los angeles one of his goals was to identify a town site in the state of california where african americans might start a new life together outside the restriction of the jim crow south colonel allensworth was not alone in that agenda though he was joined by three other men william h peck an ame minister in los angeles J uh w palmer a nevada miner and harry mitchell a los angeles realtor now this is of course before tulsa the town did in fact thrive on agriculture uh there was businesses including barber shops bakery livery stables drug stores machine shops and the allensworth hotel the town did suffer a great loss in 1914 when Colonel Allensworth died after being struck by a motorcycle while visiting Los Angeles. The town, however, continued to grow due to the leadership of Oscar O'Vaire, the Justice of the Peace, and Professor William A. Payne, the school principal. New residents continued to arrive and the town continued to prosper until the early 1920s, when you know there was of course the roaring 20s which saw a lot of a lot of agriculture based type of businesses lose to more of the uh the northern industrial industrialization allensworth prosperity peaked in 1925 and after that date, the lack of irrigation water began to plague the town irrigation water was never delivered in sufficient supply as promised by the pacific farming company the land development firm that handled the original purchase as a result town leaders were engrossed in lengthy and expensive legal battles with the company expending scarce financial resources on a battle they would not unfortunately win by the 1930s, the town's population according to the u.s census had dropped below 300 people as residents and nearby farmers began to leave in search of other employment Yet through the early 1960s, the town continued to exist, even if it did not thrive. Then in 1966, the state of California discovered high levels of arsenic in the drinking water. That's fucked up. Most residents left, but 34 families remained, leaving Allensworth all but a ghost town. One decade later, in 1976, the California State Parks and Recreation Commission did approve plans to develop the Colonel- allensworth historic park on the central portion of the town the process started in 1609 uh, when cornelius ed pope an african-american draftsman with the department of parks and recreation began a campaign to persuade state park officials and the general public that the town site had particular historic and cultural significance for california's african-american population and i cannot help but agree Pope related how, as a boy, he had lived in the house once owned and occupied by the Allensworth family. As a part of the restoration project, several buildings have been reconstructed or restructured to the likeness of the historic period of 1908 to 1918. This is something I was not aware of at all and definitely has been put on my bucket list to visit as part of African-American heritage in the united states because i feel as if <laughs> we don't have a lot of things that we built up from the ground up that we can go and see in monumental form sir morion the black knight of the round table you know the tales the tales of the valiant knights of the round table but did you know that they were not all white early text vividly describes sir morion as black to quote a translation of the saga of morion as seen in ancient quote he was all black even as i tell ye his head his body and his hands were all black saving only his teeth his shield and his armor or even those of a moor and as black as a raven brown skin. you know i love your brown skin Tell need Brown skin up against my brown skin. Brown skin And the image, Sir morian sports a baskinet helmet that dates to the 13th century, right around the time of authorian romances. Some additional historical facts for you. Vermont was the first colony to ban slavery in 1777. In the 1770s, a Quaker named Anthony Benezet created the first school for African-American children. Between 1818 and 1850, an estimated 100,000 slaves used the Underground Railroad to escape to the north, which leads us to our next story, which is involving Claudette Colvin everyone knows the story of rosa parks and her brave stand or sit on that alabama bus but parks wasn't the first to do so despite what they teach us in school on march 2nd 1955 a 15 year old claudette colvin was riding home from school when the city bus driver told her to give up her seat to a white passenger she refused saying it's my constitutional right to sit here as much as that lady I paid my fare, it's my constitutional right. Fuck you! I'm shit. Colvin felt compelled to stand her ground. Quote, I felt like Sir Jonah Truth was pushing down on one shoulder and Harriet Tubman was pushing down on the other, saying, sit down, girl, I was glued to my seat, she told Newsweek later. According to biography.com the NAACP briefly considered using Colvin's case to challenge the segregation laws but it decided against it because of her age. Shame. 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 So remember her name since apparently uh, the NAACP didn't want us to. In a study published in the Journal of Antiquity, covered by the Daily Mail, researchers from the University of Reading's Department of Archaeology discovered that people of North African descent lived in Britain thousands of years ago. Of particular interest were the artifacts and remains of an African woman dubbed the Ivory Bengal Lady. According to the researchers, "quote This skull is particularly interesting." because the stone sarcophagus she was buried in and the richness of the grave goods means she was very wealthy a very wealthy woman absolutely from the top end of new york society her case contradicts assumptions that may derive from more recent historical experience namely that immigrants are low status and male and that african individuals are likely to have been slaves we're looking at a population mix which is much more closer to contemporary britain than previous historians had suspected so basically when it comes to history it is always written by the victors and thus the stories that they're looking for are for the support of that and all the others are brushed aside or never researched that doesn't mean that they didn't happen and now more people are starting to get interested in that untold story regarding africans blacks moors uh brown people in general over the centuries because as i stated before history moved from the east to the west it just seemed to have stopped in the west and for some reason they're like yeah we didn't need any of y'all help before then and i'm like the fuck while y'all was losing a 30-year-old population we was thriving of course that is not to say that those communities didn't have their own issues with the plague or so on and so forth but it was really after that point that we really saw a huge change and it was really closer to the 18th century well maybe around the 15th century yeah about 14 15th century is where you want to see european power truly truly being in their hands the takeaway is that there is a rich yet largely untold history of black african people in european society pre-modern europe was clearly more diverse than most people assume and i need people to stop getting all of their historical knowledge based on what television what tv tells you to think about history stop it get some help william wells brown's novel clotel or the president's daughter is the first written by an african-american to be published in 1853 Never heard of it, but I'm gonna check it out. Hattie McDaniel became the first black person to win an Oscar for her supporting role in Gone with the Wind in 1940. Sydney Portier was the first black man to win 24 years later for his leading role in Lilies of the Field. It's funny, we remember Sydney Portier, but we don't remember who Hattie McDaniel is at all. Annie. Turnbow Malone was one of the country's first black millionaires. She started Poro Company, which made hair and beauty products for the black community. She hired the young Sarah Breedlove as one of her door to door sales agents. You probably know Breedlove better as Madam C.J. Walker, who invented a line of African American hair products, according to Biography.com, after suffering from a scalp ailment that resulted in her own hair loss in 1864 rebecca lee crumpler graduated from the new england female medical college as the first black woman to receive a medical degree in the u.s baseball legend jackie Robinson had an older brother matthew mack robison who broke the olympic record in 1936 in the 200 meter dash however he took home the silver medal because he finished behind jesse owens who is much better remembered cathay williams was the first and only known female buffalo soldier williams was born into slavery and worked for the union army during the civil war she posed as a man and enlisted as william cathay in the 38th infantry in 1866 and was given a medical discharge in 1868. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Before becoming a professional musician, Chuck Berry studied to become a hairdresser and has a degree in cosmetology. Who the fuck knew that? He could do my hair and sing to me? Mm -mm. We are gonna wrap it up with black inventors who have contributed much to our way of life Here are four to acknowledge for their contributions that may be familiar, but most likely are not. Lewis Howard Latimer. He invented and patented the carbon filament. So light bulbs would last longer than those with a paper filament designed by Thomas Edison. Sarah Boone, an African-American dressmaker, she made her name by inventing the modern day iron board with its approval in 1892 she became one of the first black women to be awarded a patent garrett morgan love them or curse them you can thank 46 year old inventor and newspaperman garrett morgan for the three position traffic signal Say what though morgan's was not the first traffic signal that one had been installed in london in 1868 it was an important innovation nonetheless by having a third position besides just stop and go it regulated crossing vehicles more safely than earlier signals had oh my god wow oh my god marie van Britten brown if you sleep better at night and when you're away from home because you have a security system you should know it was invented by a black woman britain brown felt uneasy in her neighborhood and the police were unreliable so she took matters in her own hands and patented the modern home security system over 50 years later the technology is installed in millions of homes particularly white ones and offices worldwide looks like we got a few more minutes so we can give a few more facts here nat king cole was the first african-american to host a tv show when the nat king cole show debuted on nbc in 1956 in 1973 stevie wonder was the first black artist to win a grammy for album of the year for inner visions he's still alive right i'm pretty sure i would know if he had passed on founded in 1984 the bill pickett innovational or invitational rodeo celebrates black cowboys and cowgirls and is the only touring african-american rodeo in the world would you go to this rodeo i i don't think so i don't like rodeos in general so i don't think i'll be a huge fan of this (laughs) the theme song to public television's popular children's program reading rainbow is sung by shaka khan Uh, 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 the eldest living buffalo soldier sergeant mark matthews died at the age of 111 hey bro. what oh my god in 2005 and is buried at arlington national cemetery lastly gabby douglas became the first black gymnast to win the individual all around in the 2012 london olympics if you want to check out more facts definitely uh, check out the articles that are linked below if you have feedback you want to send like our couch at gmail.com or leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe if there are stories that you want to hear definitely reach out to Twitter or comment below as well and I look forward to doing part two uh, sometime after we do part three of Scotland until next time peace hair grease and black art magic